We are dealing with the revelation of Jesus Christ, of Christ revealed in the church. And we're going to continue with where we were at last week, going to review some of that, and of course, move on in this study in the, in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews 9, verse 22, to the end, it says, and according to the law, one may almost say all things are cleansed with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Therefore, it was necessary for the copies of the things in the heavens to be cleansed with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor was it that he would offer himself often as the high priest enters the holy place year by year with the blood that is not his own. Otherwise, he would have needed to suffer once since the foundation of the world, but now once at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And inasmuch as it's appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment, so also Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him, or as the King James says, for those who look for him, expect him in certainty that he will appear. Are we as believers looking for his appearing, or do we even understand his appearing? And what I mean by that, are we looking for Christ to appear in our hearts and our minds? Is that even our thought? I pray that it is. And, and as we looked at this last week, he appeared in the presence of God for us. The way he appears in the presence of God in his ascension is in a finished work. I have finished the work thou gavest me to do. Jesus said, Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory that I have with thee before the world was. So he appears in heaven, in the Father, in a complete work. And he appears there for us in a complete work with nothing left to do. I have finished the work thou gavest me to do. And what we as believers should have our hearts set for is to see and understand through the revealing of him that finished work. What it means. What did Jesus accomplish? What did he do? Amen? Our time, our effort, our energy should be spent around knowing that. Our gatherings should be to know him. We should gather with an understanding that we're coming together to know the Lord. 
And that should be the certainty of our heart. Well, in this appearing of the Lord, he appears in the presence of God for us. And, and I believe that means he appears in the Father for us, and I believe he also appears in the presence of God. One thing that's captured my heart in that, and uh, and that's in this lesson and also in a study we're doing on t Tuesday nights in a Bible class, is that he ascended back unto the Father. He came out of the Father, come into the world, and again, in John 16, he said he leaves the world and goes back into the Father. Well, in that ascension, in him ascending back into the Father, just, just something for us to wrap our minds around, set our hearts upon, is Jesus is now in the presence of God. Now, now <laughs> I'm not just saying he's with God. I'm saying the presence of God. When you feel the presence of God, and, and many Christians have felt God's presence. They felt it within them. They felt it upon them. Christ is in that presence. That's how Christ is manifested all over the world, because he that descended is the same that ascended up above all heavens, that he might fill all things. So he's in God's presence. Now, to get a hold of this, so are you and I. So are you and I. What's so unique in this covenant, if you go back to the old covenant, God was in the midst of Israel. God wasn't far off. God wasn't far away. When you come into the tabernacle of Israel, when it was constructed, God as a cloud and fire entered that tabernacle insomuch the priest couldn't enter into it. He, he, his glory filled the house, and that's seen multiple times in the Old Testament of God's glory filling that tabernacle, God's glory filling the temple of God. Now, with, with that being said, the Israelites could see that glory cloud, but they couldn't enter into it. They couldn't comprehend it. They didn't understand it. <laughs> That's not the relationship we have. Because the glory of God is now in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we enter in to that that was within the veil through him in him, and by him. So, so we're in a whole different relationship, an entire different understanding. We are in Christ Jesus. In, in, we're going to come back to this in Hebrews 9, but just allow me to go to Ephesians chapter 1 for a moment, and we're going to be in a couple places here today. Lord willing, in Ephesians 1, but Ephesians 1, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says here in the book of Ephesians that he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him with a view to administration suitable to the fullness of times 
That is summing up of all things in Christ, things in heaven, and things are on earth in him. Summing up all things in him. The King James reads in this, wherein he having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him. Now, what point I want to make here is all things are gathered into Christ. All right. Christ is gathered into the Father. In John 14, he said, at that day you will know, speaking of the day of the Spirit, you will know I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. So if I, if I consider that, he's in me and I'm in him, and he's in the Father, then I've come into the presence of God. I've come right into the God's presence. I don't just feel God's presence upon me. I do, and I love that. But I'm dwelling in Christ Jesus in the presence of the Lord. That's where we dwell. Now, we may not perceive that, but through the work of Jesus Christ, he's brought us to himself. And by the Spirit of God, we are in Christ, baptized in Christ, baptized into his death, that where he is, we are also, we are in the divine presence of God. And to understand the divine presence of God, to understand the relationship we have with God, Christ has to be revealed. And this gets back into Hebrews 9. So here in Ephesians 1, God gathered up all things in Christ. Now, you say, what are all things? Does that mean trees and fishes and boats and docks? No, not necessarily. He gathered up all things of covenant into Christ. So no longer do we come to God in, in, in a real simplistic form. No longer do we come to God in the old covenant by the offering of bulls and goats and turtle doves. No longer can that access God. All the offerings were gathered up into Christ. So he, by one offering, gave access, brought us to the Father in himself. So all things are gathered up, all things of that old covenant. He gives them meaning. So the, the high priest of the old covenant really doesn't have an impact to believers today. The impact is it was a picture of Jesus Christ. But we have an impact, or we are impacted with our high priest, who is Christ. So God gathers up all things in heaven and earth in him. 
we're gathered there, folks. We're gathered in Christ Jesus in the presence of God. That's where we're gathered at, in the presence of God. That's to be realized and to become a reality in our hearts that we're gathered unto the Lord into his divine presence, that his presence would be made known. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, before we go back to Hebrews 9, says, verse 1 says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote this close to 2,000 years ago. And he told them they were gathered unto Christ. And the word coming in 2 Thessalonians 2 is a word perusia, means a presence. Now, and it could have, I believe, been translated, we beseech you, brethren, by the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering unto him. Now, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, like I said early on, is known by the Spirit. We know Christ, Paul wrote, in the book of Corinthians, henceforth, we know him no longer according to the flesh. How do we know him? We know him by the Spirit. And, and this is where a lot of Christians do not know him. They try to know him after the flesh. But he, he's showing us himself by the Spirit. And I really want to make this a point that in Hebrews 9, those that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. I believe in my, in my heart that second time is according to the Spirit, that we see him the second time. Those that look for him shall he appear. That's certain. He's going to appear. And it's the place that he appears is in you and I. So he's coming to be revealed in a people. And that, to me, is what the second really is, is Christ revealed in his church. If we divide the Bible, we've got the first a testimony of Christ, and we have the second is the revealing of Christ. I, be I believe we could divide it that way. You know, I, I, I think sometimes that we who have come through Pentecost just a little bit, maybe more than a little bit, but we, we put this emphasis on the Holy Spirit, and rightfully so. But we put the emphasis on the Holy Spirit that he empowers us, and he does. But we don't see that in the coming of the Holy Spirit is the re revelation of Jesus Christ. 
We don't see that Jesus himself even says that, that when the Spirit comes, he shall testify me, he shall declare me, he shall show you me. And he says that more than one time. So the purpose of the coming of the Spirit is that Christ would be declared in you. Now, this declaration of Christ in you is not just like the Holy Spirit tells you Jesus died. And, and I believe he does do that. But it's not just that. It's the Word who is Christ is declared, made manifest, revealed by the Spirit of God. The Word because that's what John calls him, the Word. And this has really been gripping my heart, this word disclose. Because Jesus here entered into the presence of God for us, now to appear in the presence of God for us, and in the meaning of this word appear, this first appear here in Hebrews 9 is disclose. So it's disclosed, it's declared what he's done in the presence of God. And I believe you you could say that is done just Christ in his ascension. But now that he has come to dwell in us, that same declaration is being made known in our hearts by the Spirit of the living God. And that declaration is, uh, again, it's not just like God by the Spirit's telling me about Jesus. God is declaring in me Jesus Christ. And in the declaring of him in me, he's revealing the person of Christ. He's unveiling the Word. He's unveiling the living Word. He's unveiling the spiritual Word. And the spiritual Word is the person of Christ. So we're seeing the person of Christ by the Spirit of God. And that's Him appearing the second time for salvation. Because salvation is it, it, the place we've come to. It's not just a place we've got out of, but it's the place we've come to. So, so often in Christianity, salvation has been talked about as the place that we got out of. I got out of sin. But it's much more than that. It is that. But it's much more than that. Or it includes that. It's way more because we're translated out of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. Now, that's a whole different reality. That's a whole different place. We are in Christ Jesus. That's our salvation. And what's in Christ Jesus? Righteousness, peace, joy, gentleness, kindness, meekness is to be made known in us in the knowing of him. This is to be realized in our hearts as we know him. And see, the church 
many in the church has put this way off to a someday gospel, that someday when Jesus comes again, we automatically know all of this. And I want to tell you, I believe with all my heart, this is by the Spirit of God. Not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord, that the Spirit has come to show us the Lord Jesus Christ in his fullness. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And that's our salvation, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's appearing, disclosing himself in fullness. Now, in 1 John, 1 John chapter 3, so see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God, and such are we. Such we are for this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now are you the children of God, and it has not yet and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. All right. When he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. And, and again, I'm, I'm going to question, is he talking about when he physically appears, when he appears outside of you, or is he talking about an inward appearing? Because while the King James calls this sons of God, we're called sons of God, the actual Greek word here is children of God, and it's, and it's very important to know this, that God, through new birth, or through new birth, we are children. We are born ones, the infants, and then we become children. So we are called children of God, and the world does not know us because it did not know him. Now are we the children of God, a child, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. So to a child, even in the natural, it doesn't appear what he shall be till he comes to maturity. Even in a natural setting with a child, if you've ever dealt with children, you'll know that many times they have no concept of adulthood, of, of maturity. None at all, because they're children. And they may say, well, I'm going to be a doctor, lawyer, I'm going to be this, or I'm going to be that. But their focus is on being a child, playing. And, and sometimes even when things are really serious, they have no concept of, of how serious things can be when, when we call something serious. A child can just be wrapped up with being a child. So when it becomes evident what we shall be, or when it's rendered apparent, when it's manifest, is when he appears. Because that's the purpose of God, is Christ Jesus in your heart. 
that we might grow up into him in all things, the Apostle Paul writes in the book of Ephesians, that we might grow up into the fullness of the Son of God, into a perfect man. Well, I can't grow up into the fullness of the Son of God and a perfect man if I don't know him. I can't do that in my own self-effort. Become a child of God. I didn't become a child of God through my own self-effort. I was born of the Spirit of God. Now, I received the Lord. I believe in being born again. I believe you have to receive the Lord. But when you receive the Lord, it's the work of God that births you into the family of God. Now that you're in the family of God, I, don't, I believe the work of God still is what brings you to maturity. And the work of God that brings you to maturity is the revealing of Christ in your heart. Because you don't know what you should be until he appears. And when he begins to appear in your heart, you see that through him, you are to be his body. You are called to the fellowship of Christ. You are to dwell in his presence. You are to grow up in his understanding. You are to be filled with his knowledge. You begin to see that by the Spirit of God, that this relationship is of the Lord Jesus Christ. But before you see him, before he's rendered apparent, before he's made known in that way by the Spirit, I believe you're a whole lot like a, a child, like Paul is saying, even though you're born again, you don't know what it's what your purpose is till the purpose is revealed. And our purpose is the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That is our purpose, that he be made known in us by the Spirit of God. His mind would be in us. His will would be in us. His purpose would be in us because we're his body. And see, Jesus himself told us this in John's gospel, John 14, where we read often, Jesus said that he would manifest himself to us. He said, yellow while, verse 19, and the world see me no more, but you see me because I live, you shall live also. Now, how can the world not see him? And yet I see him. We told us the spirit of truth is coming whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live, ye shall live also. <laughs> There's so much in this scripture to get a hold of, because we live by him. And we live in that of him that we know. And that's what we're to express in the earth. And the world doesn't see him anymore, but we do. We see him because he dwells in us and he makes himself known to us. At that day, you shall know I'm in my father, ye and me, and I in you, 
He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he shall be, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Of course, Judas, Judas didn't know how that was going to happen. He said, How is that going to happen that you're going to manifest yourself unto us and not to the world? And he told him that my father and I will come and make her abode with you. This is how it's going to happen. It, it's it's what he says in verse 20. That day you'll know I'm in my Father, ye and me and I and you. I, I'm going to come and dwell in you. I'm going to come and make my abode and bring my divine presence into you, which I believe is his Father, <laughs> the, the very divine presence of the living God, the Spirit of the living God. He brings into us and makes himself known and that's him appearing in the second because in the first we didn't have this as a natural man born a woman i don't believe we had christ living in us through new birth this is what has happened christ has come into us and through revelation of the Spirit, baptism of the Holy Ghost, we are filled with Spirit to know Him. That He that has come to dwell in us would be revealed. So He is revealed in us. He is manifest to us that we see Him. You shall see me. The world won't see me, but you shall see me. Now, how do I see him and the world not see him? I see him by the Spirit of God. I don't see him with my own natural eyes. And it goes back to the word in Hebrews 9. We read and looked at last week, and that word deals, optimea, and uh According to the translation you're looking at, the Greek word is dealing with the that that is seen. And it also deals with making itself seen. So so he makes himself seen. And that's what he says. I will manifest myself to you. And the word manifest here is, is declare plainly, inform, disclose the same word, I do believe, used in Hebrews, appear in the presence of God. So he's disclosed, declared plainly, shown, exhibited to us by the Spirit of the Lord. We see him. We see him. Now, this isn't a physical seeing I'm not physically seeing Jesus in the flesh, but I'm seeing him by the Spirit of God. And in this seeing, it's transforming our soul. That's why we must look for him. And those that look for him, he will appear. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. He appears to transform our souls. Amen?
Yes, he appears to transform our souls. And in verse 14, 19, John 14, 19, the word seeth, the world seeth me no more, but you see me, they're the same word, and they mean to be a spectator of. So we are to behold experience. So we behold and experience him. Amen? And Hebrews 9 is dealing with that very thing because in that word, those that look for him, it deals with spiritual sight. I, I believe it deals with him making himself known and we see. See, we can't see of ourselves. He has to make ourselves, make himself known. I can't even see him myself. I don't just attain to this. He re, he's revealed. That's why Paul said he's preaching the unsearchable riches of Christ. I can't search them out. God has to show them. Now, those that look for him, I, I believe this is a key. Those that look for him shall he appear. When I begin to seek him, I begin to look for him. He's going to appear because he gave his word. So when I turn my heart to know him in that way, he's going to appear and begin to disclose himself. Amen. Amen. And that your salvation is Christ revealed in you. Because when he discloses himself, just like I said last week, you begin to see righteousness. And what is righteousness is he himself. And you begin to see you're righteous because you are in him, the righteous one. Your life is in him. Your life's not in the old man. And you see that through the work of God. You don't just read it on the page. It becomes real, a living expression in you, because he's living in you. <laughs> That's why it's a living expression. That's why it's expressed out of us, because the living one has come to live in you. Christ Jesus the Lord. He's the living one. I am he that liveth and was dead, he said, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. So that one has come now, just like he said in John 14, my father and I will come and make her abode with you, and now he dwells in us. Amen? And he that's dwelling in us must be revealed. He must be made known. He must be declared. He must be unfolded. So all this, all this in the Bible is declaring him. And, and this declaration of him must be made known in my heart to come to reality. I, I'm telling you, God doesn't want it just on the page of a book. He wants it on the tables of our heart to be expressed in the earth. I'm telling you this. Just like you were when you were born again, that wasn't just on the pages of the book that you're born again. You had a personal experience with the Lord Jesus Christ where he indwelt you. 
Now, you read about it in the book. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. But there's a personal experience of that. That's the same thing with Paul saying, when it pleased God to separate me from my mother's womb and reveal his son in me, that wasn't just, Paul just didn't come to a head knowledge of Christ being revealed. He began to experience Christ who was in him being revealed. And I, and I believe in my heart, like I said in 1 John, now you're the sons of God or the children of God, excuse me. And it doesn't appear to he appears what we are to be. Because what we are to be is the expression of him that appears. That's what a body does. It expresses its head or its mind. And Christ is our head. And see, Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians chapter 1. He prays that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. Look at this. Look at this, Ephesians 1. Verse 15, he says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. This is how you're enlightened. This is how you see is through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And it's the revelation of him. And this is so you may know what is the hope of his calling or the expectation. And see, this, this again lines up with 1 John. I don't know the call of God. I don't even know what the call of God. I don't know the will of God until the revelation of the mystery that was hid begins to be unfolded in my heart. I don't know what it is. <laughs> We're called to the fellowship of God's dear son. To fellowship him in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. To fellowship him in his fullness. Yes. It's God's will to gather together all things in one, even in Christ. Made known unto us the mystery of his will, that he gathered all in one in Christ. And you and I were gathered there. That's his will. That's his will. That we come to his fullness, that we would come to his glory, that his glory would be made known in us. That's God's will. But our eyes of understanding, the eyes of our heart, the eyes of the deep thought, this word is dealing with the faculty of the mind, the deep thought, the eyes of understanding, being enlightened. It's enlightened in the knowledge of him. It's not enlightened anywhere else. It's enlightened as he's revealed that we might know the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in his saints. What's his glory? 
Well, I believe he, he may tell us this right here. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but which is to come, and have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. You're talking about glory, the fullness of him. Now that's glory. See, see, in type and shadow, the fullness of God came into the tabernacle in so much that man couldn't enter into it. Hear that. Of his fullness we've received. Hear that. That the old man, the old mind, the old will, the old purpose can't enter in here. Flesh and blood can't enter in here. He's filling us with himself. And that himself is glory. I believe the divine expression of God is glory. And Christ Jesus is filling us with God's divine expression, which we couldn't attain to, we couldn't know, we couldn't see, we couldn't understand, none of that. We had no ability. <laughs> Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by his spirit, and his spirit reveals his son who was filled with all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And he reveals his son in us, not just to us, but in us, in our hearts, that the expression and life of his son would come forth through us for me to live as Christ. He's my life. I have no life but him. I love the Spirit of God. I love the divine presence of God. I love being aware of the presence of God. And my heart is to bring God's people into the awareness of the presence of God that we might know him. That's my heart, is that Christ would be revealed in us. To me, and I, you may have heard me say this before, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Isaiah 2, maybe Isaiah 2 and John 17, maybe my favorite scriptures. I probably have many other favorite scriptures, but, but there are two of them. And Isaiah 2 says, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord's, the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. And we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion goes forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And I wrote this note. He teaches us his ways through the willing of, through the revealing of Jesus Christ. We walk in his paths, who is our spiritual life. He is our spiritual life. We don't have another spiritual life. He is our spiritual life. We walk in his paths in him. And I love this because I, 
in the scripture, I see the divine nature. I see that it's speaking of a people coming to the mountain of the Lord. And John came to a great high mountain in the book of Revelation by the Spirit of God. He, he didn't get there in an automobile. He didn't get there in a boat. He didn't fly an airplane. Of course, in John's days, those things didn't exist, so he didn't take horses. But he was carried away to a great high mountain, and he saw the city of God, the, the bride, the lamb's wife coming out of heaven, you know, filled with glory. He saw Christ in his people. He saw a people filled with the life, the purpose, the character of God. That's what John saw. And and this is what I see in Isaiah 2 in this word. I, I, I see it in the person of Jesus Christ that we walk in the ways of God. See, I couldn't walk in the ways of God. All my goodness couldn't do it. But the ways of God is revealed in me. See, the ways of God is a person who is Christ. And he's revealed in me. And we're called to this great mystery. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your mind would be enlightened. That's my prayer. That we would know him, that we would come to the knowing of him. That we would see the mystery of God that was hid from ages and generations, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That we would see him that is in us. Not just know he's in us, but see him. Have him that's in us uncovered because the light of him will transform our hearts and minds into the image of the living God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God, to God's expression. Yes, it will. Our souls coming to the place where God's expressed through them, where man's not expressed, but God's expressed. You're the temple of the living God. Here's where the glory is filling to fullness. To fullness. Till God's expressed. Amen. Well, we'll continue in this next week. May Christ be manifest. May God be glorified in and through his body, that is the church. Blessings in the name of the Lord. Amen.